Give it a sec. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Join About the G-Man. I'm Isaiah Groves. He's Joe Aguirre, and we're back with you like we have been most weeks. And unlike last week and the week before, this is a little more depressing. After a great win from the Giants the week before, prior to their bye week, we now have to deal with the Saints, where I guess, Joe, we should just do like we always do every show, just run the highlights. Giants, Saints, and the highlights aren't on much. 17-yard pass, Tommy DeVito, hit Saquon Barkley. One-hand pass, it was great, beautiful catch, but, I mean, it's all the Dolphins really Giants had all night, uh, other than a couple of catches for Waller. Then you drop back here a second, sacked by Jason Pinnock, a real bright spot for the Giants' defense, one of the few bright spots we've had all year. Again, a guy we hope we can bring back next year because he's just been amazing. And then a Darren Waller sighting and his grand return from IR for <laughs> 29 yards. Yep, that's, folks, is it. That's that's it. That's all the highlights for the Giants. And <laughs> we lost. And that's that's it, Joe. Like, I, whew, I'm completely baffled, and I, I don't know what to say. This is... This is not the team that, you know, going into the bye, we felt like, you know, comfortable coming out. You know, they can win this game. They got some winnable games. And then they just ugh, putrid, ugly performance against the Saints. Joe, what's going on? Yeah. So, look, my, my thought is Brian Dable. I, I'm going to go back to Brian Dable because – it seems once this team starts to get on track, they quickly find a way to get off it. And and I would even argue that was the case last year, too. That when when last year when we started thinking, oh, it's a pretty good team, they went to a pretty bad rough rough patch, and, and we thought, all right. And then they, they started playing well again. I obviously got into the playoffs, won a playoff game, and, and that makes you sort of forget things. Yeah. But it seems to me that this guy doesn't always have them ready to play. The, the, the game against the Saints, that's a game the Giants got to win. The, the way this team has been playing, that was a very winnable game. And now they put themselves in a, a pretty rough spot here where they have to win out. And they need everybody and their brother to lose at least one or two games it's bad. It's a bad spot to be in. And Brian Dable put them in this spot. Tommy DeVito played okay mm. in that game. Nothing great, but he he wasn't the problem there. Saquon Barkley, I'll say this. And you know I love Saquon, and I'm a Saquon fan. But the more he talks, the more I want to tell him to just shut his mouth. <laughs> shut your mouth. You, you need to start to deliver. Yeah, I mean, great that he's healthy this year, but but what he did last year, and look, this is the problem with Saquon. Let's be honest. Saquon Barkley averages about two yards a carry. Hmm. And then at some point in every game, Zay, 
he breaks one off for 50 or 60 or 70. And you look at the stat sheet and you're like, oh, he's having a really good game. That run never came against New Orleans, which is the reason why his his stat sheet looked like it did. That, that was awful. It, oh, it's completely disgusting. Uh, you're talking about nine carries for 14 yards, and, and you're the leading running back, and I don't even think you led the team. You didn't. Uh, Tommy DeVito actually led the team in rushing for the game, so it, it's disgusting. I mean, it could be attributed to that terrible offensive line that allowed seven sacks that entire game. Again, now bringing their total up to 75 for the year with three games still remaining against teams that have really good fronts. You're talking about the Eagles, who have a great front. You play the Rams, who we know Aaron Donald is one of the best defensive ends, uh, in, I mean, excuse me, defensive tackles in the league. And then you play the Eagles again. Yeah, yeah. You know, so again, <laughs> 75 sacks is not a great number. It doesn't make you feel confident going forward with the Giants as they do. And obviously, with Saquon only rushing for two yards, like you said. 14 yards isn't productive. You need more out of Saquon Barkley. You need more out of Tommy DeVito. I mean, it was nice that he was 20 for 34 of 100, you know, with 177 yards, but I need some touchdowns behind that. You know, I need more completed drives. The Giants had a ton of three and outs that game. We saw the punter more than we saw the kick. The punter got hurt. He was out there punting so much. The punter got hurt. The kicker got hurt. They've been kicking so much. The Giants need to score touchdowns because alternative ways of scoring just aren't the way of the Giants anymore. So I ask you this, Joe, you know, going forward, what do the Giants do? Obviously, this is a a weird predicament for the Giants because if you if you just look at the standings, the Giants, they're the number six team right now if the draft started today. And like you said and mentioned before, the Giants could win out and possibly be in the playoffs. This is just like a, an odd scenario. So I ask you, Joe, going forward, which way do you want to see the Giants go? Okay, first of all, the stupidest take I heard this week is that with the pizza incident, and thank God, I guess there's already been a pizza game. <laughs> we'll, we'll handle that later. <laughs> we'll get to yeah, that. I want, but, but between that, and this awful loss that the Giants had. And by the way, look at the numbers. The Giants have the worst offense, the worst rushing offense, the worst passing offense, the worst scoring offense. They're 31 or 32 in every category I just mentioned. The defense is only 25th in the league, uh, and most of their numbers are are upper 20s, scoring defense. and all. I mean, it's been an all-around disappointing effort. But the, the take I heard was, the week uh, Tommy DeVito had, he's out as far as being the future quarterback of the Giants. I've heard people, reputably people, reputable people, say that repeatedly this week, and it's like, and and then the question became, do the Giants draft a quarterback? And, and for, it's like for some reason Tommy DeVito screws up, and Daniel Jones has to go. What? Like I don't even understand that. <laughs> Daniel Jones hasn't done anything in weeks to jeopardize his spot with the Giants. And here's the other things. You and I are college football fans. Of course. You know, Ovi and I do all four downs where we cover college football every week. I got to tell you, if you think Caleb Williams could magically walk into this offense and make something happen, you're out of your mind. Look no further than the Kansas City Chiefs, who are having their own problems with their weapons and their offensive line, 
and superstar Mahomes with Taylor Swift there and everything, they still can't really get anything going. The NFL is hard. And I think people forget that. But look, Brian Dable's in a situation for the next three games. If let's let's go short term future, long term future. Okay, we can do you that. You got three games. You're playing three really good teams that you have to beat in order to make the postseason. You're two. If you're serious, you're two. You're playing the same team twice. But well, <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm saying. You're you're playing playoff teams here on out. Like you and you got to beat everybody, and that's a problem. Okay, <sighs> ball out. Just ball out. Just throw the football down the field best you can. You mentioned already the front of the Philadelphia Eagles, and sure. their secondary is not bad either. <laughs> like I mean, it, Hassan Reddick and Fletcher, oh. you got guys. Those are Hassan Reddick again. You got, give it to him. Everyone, you know, talks about why and all these other bosses. Hassan Reddick is a really good defensive end who doesn't get the credit he deserves. And this is coming from a Giants fan who, who hates the Eagles. I'd love to have him next to Kayvon, if you, if I'm being honest. With the way the reliability of Aziz Ojolari, I would love to have a guy like Hassan Reddick who's there every week and plays as hard as he does. But it, again, Joe, real quick, prop bet over under on sacks by the Eagles this week. <laughs> do they do better than seven? Do they do they rack up double digits? Is eleven out of the question? I, it, I think it depends on the game. If this game is out of hand, it is completely because. The Giants are getting completely, you know, slapped. They've let up 15 sacks. They can't get nothing going offensively. The game is completely blown out. But again, as we will, you know, get into this later on, like Christmas. <laughs> yeah, oh, we hope. <laughs> but <laughs> again, if, if, if that's the situation, then you know the Giants did let up more sacks than seven, and the Giants are getting smoked. But if, you know, they're in the under now, you know, we're talking about we have a game. And again, that leads to our situation, you know, our talk later on in the show about where are the Eagles and where they stand as a team right now in the league. Because over the last few weeks, the Eagles, boy, I'm just, losing streak. It's been, it's been a rough go. I'm chomping really at the humbled, bridge, you know? <laughs> Really humbled my Eagles fan friends. I've noticed they were talking a lot of smack four weeks ago. And, and and that has definitely slowed down. But it is interesting that you did bring up the pizza party incident because our boy Tommy DeVito was at the pizzeria. He showed up. <laughs> Look at that. Enjoying some grilled soda. Not the stuff, you know, in the vending machines. The chocolate. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, is real coke. How they used to make it when Joe was a kid. That video, courtesy of the New York Post. Um, but uh, yeah, Joe, like you mentioned, Tommy D. Let's talk about this. Let's get into. It. Is he, you know, bigger than his personality? Is he playing to this personality? What is Tommy D? Who is Tommy D? Is he the future backup for the Giants? And like people are saying, is he in over his head right now? What, what what are we looking at? I think this guy's in that unusual position where you know, look, is is this a Brock Purdy, Tom Brady situation where uh, in this case, an undrafted free agent backup quarterback shows he belongs? Uh, this mean, was a smart move on his part, by the way. I kind of when when this thing first broke. Uh, where the slimy scumbag agent like tried to double the price 
um, my thought was Tommy's just got to go show up there, dude. Just pop in, hang out for a bit, take some photos. Everybody's cool. That was the right move to make, and he did it. And so I was proud of him for that because th- th- it, that was a pretty ugly and embarrassing situation. It seems like, and this is the, the kind of thing I hate in this world. And the reason I've been pretty critical of like Deion Sanders is the money grab. Right? Like, I don't think Colorado was the right school. And I'll tell you what, Dion, you can say no. You don't have to do every commercial. Um, <laughs> he does every damn commercial. At this yeah. point. He's, he's getting Baker Mayfield-ish with the commercials, if you yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, listen, and 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 I say to Dion, go get it. But, I mean, you're Dion Sanders, dude. You don't need any of this. Be choosy. That's all I want to see. I don't like the cash grab kind of people. Yeah. This whole thing came across as, you know, Tommy's trying to cash in on his 15 minutes of fame. And I would prefer he focus in on literally trying to be the Giants starting quarterback. Well, I remember back to a guy who he reminds me a lot of in Vince Jeff Hostetler. Oh, I was going to say Vince Papali. I thought you talked about the Italian on the Eagle. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. John, I, I get what you're saying. You know, the 86 championship, you know, Phil Sims goes down. This guy comes in, takes it all the way. But- it was pretty amazing. That was the, by the way, that was the 1991 season. That was 90? I thought that was 86. Yeah, yeah. No, 86. Sims was healthy and everything was I good. thought he was I thought it was vice versa because he won in 86 and then there was all the questions about him not being able Sims, to win when he won in Sims 90. won it in 86, but he got hurt in 91, and that's when Hostetler stepped in. I'm gonna yep. have to look that. All right. Look all right. OJ, OJ Anderson was the stud running back. Wrong, but it, was, it was definitely You're 1990. Wrong. But I, I could be wrong. Yeah, but uh you are uh, and it's fine, and I'm it glad was, that you admit look, that. That's good because it definitely happened that way, but Here's the point was, you know, Jeff Hostetler um, was not even the backup quarterback. He was the third stringer behind Jeff Rutledge. And Sims got hurt. Rutledge came in and was ineffective. And they were like, they had used Jeff Hostetler like they used Kadarius Tony, where he played like four plays a game Mm -hmm. and three times he didn't get the ball. And so it was like Jeff Hostetler was on the field a lot. He was on punt coverage, which was weird. Like the third string quarterbacks on punt coverage, but they were trying to get him involved because he was a heck of a player. And he reminds me a lot of Tommy DeVito. And then when he got his chance, he was a mobile guy. He could run the football a little bit. He could throw. He didn't make Jeff Hostetler's whole thing was, I I think for the season, he 15 touchdowns, four interceptions. And it was the four interceptions that really stood out. That's what Tommy DeVito has been. They're not asking Tommy DeVito to be a superstar. But again, I think if you're Brian Dable, I think you, you got to try to get this kid the ball out. They've run that a couple of those deep routes to uh, to Hyatt. Th- that's been great. The big pass a couple weeks ago to uh, Wandale Robinson, they got to start running that stuff more. Saquon saw some stuff where, uh, you know, he, he goes on the seam. He got Bellinger. I don't know if you saw that video. It was hilarious. He told Bellinger, dude, you got to score a touchdown on this. And Bellinger didn't. And then Saquon ended up scoring on the next play and uh, got to the sideline and was screaming at Bellinger. He's like, I'll take the touchdown, dude, but you got to score. So, look, the, the Giants have plays down the field that we've seen work. You're not going to have a ton of time against the Eagles here. Like, I get that. You got to do your best, though, to try to create something. Throw the ball down the field. I would rather see Tommy DeVito throw four interceptions than get sacked ten times. I mean, 
Look, I, I hear you on that one. Because, again, at least you're trying. I'd rather you try to, you know, quarterback sneaks on first down or whatever the heck we were right. Running. Look, you, you, at this point, you've really got nothing to lose. You, you're probably not winning all three games. And I think Brian Dable, if he's, if he's not going into this thinking, it's going to be hard to win all three of these games. Straight up. I mean, I mean it's going to be. Look, it's going to be hard to win all three games. If they go two and one, that would be impressive. But to win all three is going to be tough. If they try to play conservative, if they try to play to not lose to the Eagles, you're going to get blown out of the. Uh, there's no way you'll be able to compete. Well, they so, did that last year. That's yeah, what it looked like last year in the playoffs. Exactly, hundred, hundred percent, and 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 that's why they got crushed. If they play Giants football. If they're able to keep Tommy DeVito upright, if they're able to run this football a little bit, and again, throw the ball down the field, if you throw picks, you throw picks, then you get killed either way, but it would be a much more impressive day. Um, the Eagles, you know, you've been saying it for a while. No, 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 don't do that. Don't praise me yet. Don't do I'm it not, yet. I'm I'll, not, I'll, 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 get, I'll get to that. that I, was I, all the, I will take all my praise. That was all praise. the praise you were getting. I'll um, take all my praise when it comes yeah. back. No, I do I want to say this about DeVito before we do move forward to the Eagles because obviously that's the thing. Now, obviously, DeVito, we've all seen him. To me, he's a miniature Daniel. I hate to say this. He looks – he Daniel throws farther. He's Daniel's bigger. Daniel runs faster. Tommy's a mini version of Daniel, in my opinion, and I think that's why he fits better in that offense than Tyrod did because obviously that offense is tailored to um, Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah. So – I'm in the mindset of why are people worried about him trying to secure the backup job? I think, I think, and, and I think a lot of people don't think about this. If Daniel, we know what he can do. And if he can get back to who he is, then, you know, we could be somewhere hopefully, because again, when Eli Manning came to the giants in 04, the offensive line was terrible. They had to build it up for years. Eli struggled. I remember one game against the Ravens. I think, I mean, excuse me, Redskins back as commanders now, but back then Redskins, they, I think he threw it was like seven or eight interceptions or what it was it was just an ugly ugly situation for a very long time until obviously that run in 2006 but that was all because they did you know they kept putting pieces every year to add around him and i think you found something with daniel jones last year and i think you needed to continue to add he didn't get a real fair chance with this squad in front of him due to the inefficiencies of the offensive line from the gate and just not being clicking with anybody obviously like i mentioned he didn't play much preseason and it, it looked like it when you you put jalen hyatt out there outside of that one catch in the cardinals games they looked like they had no connection like they'd never thrown a ball from he, he was comfortable with guys like isaiah hodgins i mentioned earlier we didn't see him until as of recently we started to see him and dable made comments now that we probably won't see him no more because he wants to focus more on the younger receivers and getting them more involved in the offense so We'll probably start to see them more play, but I think DeVito could be a really good backup situation for the Giants. And we've known, and we've said this for many years on the show, that's been a huge issue people overlook. Yeah, we can fix the line. You can fix all that. But once you fix all that, if something were to happen with your starter, your backup going in the game shouldn't mean that your team is completely, you know, un, you know, unplayable. You can't go out there and do anything. Absolutely. You can't move the ball. And we've seen that from the Giants backups the last recent years, whether it was from whether it was Mike Glennon, your guy, no matter who was back there, it just, you know, Colt McCoy, it just never looked good. Whoever was yeah. back there. 
And I think from you got something with Tommy DeVito. Obviously, yeah. Tyrod Taylor's done. And the last, you know, last year in his contract, he's not coming back. And he knows there's no future here for him, even though he's cool with Dable. So I think locking him down as a backup, having your starter, and then fixing that line, because the defense is solid. I've been saying it to you before. I love the corners. Other than uh, <laughs> Dory Jackson, everyone yeah. else I love. <laughs> Look, to your point, he's the, you know, when, when this offensive line is blocking, and playing well. And we've seen it in short stretches a couple of weeks back. The, the offensive line seemed like they had gotten it together. And and what you saw from that offense, I think, like you said, was sort of what, what we would expect this offense to look like if the offense, the offensive line had been clicking earlier in the year when Daniel Jones was there. And so seeing Tommy DeVito run this offense efficiently at, 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 at times here, to me, just sort of confirms like that this is the right offense with Daniel Jones. Like you said, Daniel Jones is Tommy DeVito's skill set, but better. And if Tommy DeVito can do some of the things he's done with this offense the last few weeks, you got to feel like a guy who's got way more skill set in Daniel Jones if he's got the offensive line doing their job, it, it the offense would look good. But again, I think this is a good chance. I'm glad he wants to play the youngins and, and go to them more, but do something. You, you've again, you've got nothing to lose, and you've got a ball out to win these games against these these two teams, three games. If you're gonna do it, it it's not gonna be because Saquon ran the ball 36 times. It's just not. Because you took the top off the team. You took the top off the defense, and then you were able to run the ball. But again, I, I think the Giants were to win three in an improbable, you know, improbable world. It's probably not going to happen. Obviously, the percentage is super low, obviously, with the teams they're playing. But if it were to happen, it has to start on Monday. It has to start in Philadelphia. Because if you could get, if you can get over that hurdle, then everything after that, forget about it. You know, you, you got the Rams, and then you have – you know, a Rams that game could be a toss up because obviously the Rams have been playing way better as of late. Matthew Stafford has, but I think our defense has enough to keep us in the game if we can find ways to score. Because that's that's really what the Giants has been the last couple of weeks is if the defense can keep you in the games, can you find ways to score? And that's what we've been watching. Uh, you know, look, one of the things I've been talking about since we started doing the show is the the three and outs are murder. You know, the you 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 can't constantly be punting the ball to midfield and expect your defense is going to come and save the day. Every time they do start to get tired uh, and offenses have a lot of things they can throw at you to get, to get things moving, especially when you give the ball up around the 40 yard line a lot, cause you're three and outing uh, and you eventually start to lose the, 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 the ball control game. And you put your defense in a position where now, now we, we hey held them the three. That's good. Well, now you're down three and you got to score three, and that's been a problem. Yeah. So again, it, he's he's gotta not put the Giants in a position to not lose the game. You gotta go out there and try to win this football game. You 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 gotta bring it to you gotta take it to Philly. Because they're yeah. not gonna give you anything. So again, if he plays the conservative route. 
they'll be in big trouble in this game. And it will, again, make Christmas. The, it'll be the worst. I'm so excited that Giants <laughs> are playing on Christmas. I think that's so amazing. Uh, I don't want them to get, like, if it's 42 to nothing, I will be so pissed. It, I try to... I try to think about when the Giants, you know, secured a playoff win in Christmas that one year with a Mob Bradshaw run that punt back, a field goal. I mean, excuse me, kick return all the way back for a touchdown. Those that I try to think about those happier moments. I'm hoping to add that on Monday. And and, and you're right, it has to be the the Giants have to come out attacking. And obviously, I'm gonna, we're going to preview that later. I don't want to get too far into that, but. Joe, I want to know going forward, where do you want to see the Giants? Do you want to see them go for this thing? Do you are you happy with the sixth pick? Do you want to see them try to shoot for a lower pick? Where do you want the Giants to go going forward? There's three weeks left. Look, I I think outside of the top three picks is you're you're missing out on the the generational talent, if you will. <laughs> like Saquon. <laughs> Again. You know, in theory, that's what it's supposed to be. Again, if you're looking at these guys, the top three picks, it's going to be Williams, May, and and Harrison Jr. in some order. And, you know, I, I know everybody hasn't declared yet. He hasn't declared yet. He could possibly go back. I mean, why wouldn't you? He's waiting to see. Yeah. He's waiting he? to see what happens. And that's a good move on him. And listen, I'll he's say that, he's, he's not broke. <laughs> I made look, I, 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 I said this a couple of years ago. You know, I thought Zach Wilson should have gone back to college for one more year. Hmm. Mac Jones had a situation where he could have gone back to school for one more year. And those guys would have been dueling it out to be the number one pick in the draft. You know, Wilson might have gone from two to one. They didn't have um, NIL deals, though. You have to mention. I, I, listen, I understand all that. My it, my point is, is there's there is something to getting some experience in college, especially its skill positions. It does, it does do you good in the NFL guys who leave early. Aren't killing it to me as much as guys who are seniors and graduate. They, they, again, guys that have played two seasons, three seasons as a starter, just generally do better in the NFL. And that's at quarterback too. I think, a lot of the guys we've seen where, hey, he had 11 starts. He was, uh, you know, 10 and one. Like, that's great. You know, six of those games were against garbage teams. So now you're in the NFL, bro. It, it, I would rather see some of these guys. I mean, I, I, and again, I think with the NIL deals, it's a game changer here because there's a reason to stay in college. But I think Tom Brady's got it right. The the NFL is garbage and the talent is has not been impressive. Brock Purdy's a great example of, look, Brock Purdy was, to me, the same skill set as Jimmy Garoppolo, which is why I thought it was odd with Trey Lance on their bench that they even grabbed that guy with the last pick. It seemed an odd thing to do, but I was like, oh, I get it because I must think this guy's like a little more athletic of a Jimmy G, you know, kind of he could be a good ball control guy. Uh, and, you know, look, they let Brock, Brock Purdy ball out. And if you got a good offensive line, you got weapons, and you let your guy ball out in this league, you don't have to be a superstar. Tom Brady was never the best passer; he never had the best deep ball. It Tom was, Brady also it was, he also deferred was, a lot of money so the team could build around him. Absolutely, key to it. Absolutely, also. absolutely. He was never the you highest paid player on the team, it, like a Pat Mahomes. Who it would have made infinitely more sense for 
for for Daniel Jones to have taken like a four year hundred million dollar contract from the Giants. And I would have made it like, yeah, look, we're really gonna we're gonna really give you four years here at, well, at it, a at a much lower salary, but it's his first and last contract. You have to assume that you have to get the most because your next contract. Here's why you, don't, but here's don't why you don't. But if I commit to you, Zay, and I'm and I'm and I'm like, look, this is a real four year deal. This isn't the first two years, and then I could dump you after two. I'm giving you a real four year deal here. And with the money that you're letting us save at 25 million a year, because you're still making a ton of money, it would have been a huge raise for him anyway. It, it, Dollar so endorsements. Though. Stop. Stop. It, Endorsement deals. You're the king of New York. Like you're in a great spot. You're Danny Dimes. You got a nickname. Let us build around you and make you a superstar. You could potentially get another four or five year contract in the future from this team if you let them build around you. Instead, they hamstrung themselves, tried to screw Saquon over. That was a mess going in from the offseason to the start of training camp. They're still asking Saquon about it. Well, you we still no, don't no, know no. what we're going to do with Saquon going forward, and I think that's very concerning for the Giants because, unfortunately, he's still the main bus driver to this offense. You're wrong, Joe. You're wrong. You're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. First off, Saquon Barkley was offered more money last year, and he turned it down because he thought he could beat the market. This, for the same reason why Daniel Jones took the money, this is football. In one play, your career can be over. You don't have the guarantee of 10 years. This isn't baseball, where, where, where the injuries are so low, your chances of having a strenuous career, 10-year career, are higher than in other sports. Because of again, baseball, there it's just not as physically demanding of a sport. So when you're playing football, you have to get the money while you can get it. Look what that's what Jimmy G did. Because look now, he can't find a job anywhere. He got the money though. Because the game changes so fast. And like you said, the mediocrity in the league. But look at Lamar Jackson. Look look at Lamar. What what has he done? I keep I'm I'm, I'm ready to have this conversation. What has he done? What has he done? Won one well, playoff game? Well, got, he got paid. He got paid, but he's won one playoff yep. game. One playoff game, but he consistently wins during the regular season. It, it was very much the, the listen, I've Dan seen this beat him. Ready? If Sander or Jared, two big Cowboy fans are watching, I, I will ask this question, and, and if you guys are watching, comment, but I already know the answer. Who would you rather have had? Eli Manning or Tony Romo and those beautiful numbers. Keeping in mind, of course, Eli won two Super Bowls, and Tony Romo didn't win a playoff game. Who would you rather have? And the resounding answer from Cowboy fans is Tony Romo by a mile. That's just the way, uh, that's the way well, it goes. But, that, but that's Cowboy you, fans. They're sometimes... Delusional. Listen, regular season success, big numbers, that's what that's what people want to see. You know, uh again, look, look how bad the Chargers it. are. Hold on, look how bad the Chargers are this year. And yet people are still oh, Justin Herbert's so great. No, he's not. He's not great. He doesn't inspire greatness. He doesn't do great things. He doesn't save the Chargers late in games. He doesn't come up big. When's the last time you saw him do something where you're like, damn, you don't. But every game, 
He's 31 for 44 for 335 yards, three touchdowns, couple of picks, because, you know, he's a wild man, and they lost. But it's the defense's fault, and the coach is an idiot. Mm, something's great, wrong here. Great cleanup money, Tom. It's going to be great cleanup Tom stats. <laughs> when, sure. When you see 300 yards, look, why is Kirk Cousins lasted as long in the NFL as he has? The numbers are great in the regular season. He throws, he's a great fantasy quarterback. He's a 300 yard guy. Now he's got Justin Jefferson. I mean, everybody, you're all right with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> what is, what is Tua one? Tua doesn't beat good teams. We've seen that all year. That's been his career so far. He doesn't beat good teams. Is he a good quarterback or not? So again, look, the NFL is really hard. It's a really hard league. Okay. But if you hamstring your team by making too much money, there's a reason Tyreek Hill is a dolphin. I just okay? said I just said they, that they Pat paid Mahomes too much they money. Paid Mahomes way too much dough, and now they don't have money to go around. Like you see the problem. He and it's like, dude, <laughs> sure. But what what guarantees like if, if the if if that defense wasn't as good right now in KC? What would we be saying about the Chiefs? What would we be saying about Pat Mahomes? How much of a distraction would we be talking about Taylor Swift being? It's a it's a different situation because their defense is saving their ass. And the refs. But I oh, and, and the refs. And I'll tell you this before <laughs> we move forward, uh, I, I'm not betting on football the rest of the season. Okay, I thought I was the only one that felt like it was starting to feel a little fishy. Was it me? Was it no, me? It, it, this is, it's totally sus. It, it's it's, it's, it's sus, right? extremely intentional. I see the refs doing all kinds of messed up things, and it's mostly to cover the spread. A lot of the calls are questionable, too. Some of these, the, the ref the officiating this year has just been absolutely horrendous. It's, Listen, it, we're not stupid, by the way. I mean, you know, we, yeah. we see some of these, like, phantom penalties where a team makes a big player, scores a touchdown, and, they, oh, there's a flag. Mm, give me a break. Yeah, it, you it, know, it, those guys are very much dictating the scores of games and field positioning games, and they're, they are they seem to be doing it on purpose, and I'm done. I'm I'm not playing that shit. I'm serious. I'm I'm done betting. It, it seems... We mentioned this when, we, when betting became big. We mentioned this that it, it's a scary game because the honesty now has to be kept on all ends. And again, we've seen it with you know basketball. They had a, a referee who was literally fixing games and putting money and you know helping other people win money. So I completely agree with you. But it, to be it, clear, moving right forward, now, we want to see the Giants win. Yeah, it looks exactly like what it would look like if they were fixing games. It it is. It, it again, I, I've lost so much money this year. Yeah, so much money on easy stuff. I should. It's it's, it's been terrible. It's, it's like I'm watching the Bills right now, and they're like they're already down three zero. Are you are are you kidding me? The Chargers just lost by like a million points, and now you're losing three zero. Oh, if I lose this bet. The, the Steelers right. put up the Steelers put up 31 points today. What, what, okay. did, they, what did that come from? After yeah. the Bengals just come off a big win. Anyway, did some digging. And apparently, guys, September 28th mentioned some rather important things to you guys. They, the, the Eagles we'll see the are a 
the problem with the Eagles right now to me is they have to play almost perfect to win. That's what I'm seeing with the Eagles. They have to play almost a complete game to win. Because if they don't, there are cracks and holes where they can lose. They have not looked as dominant as they did last year. Now, with that being said, obviously you guys then later rebuttaled that you didn't see much wrong. It was just the way football is, this, that. Wait, how far back did you go to get that clip? You said September, September 28th? September 28th. It was like the fourth game of the season? I, I see these things. We talk about this all the time, Joe. That is I say, true. I say something, and then weeks go by, and you're like, oh, crap. That's what Isaiah said. It's like my wife says. I have this amazing goat mouth. That's what she calls it. But, like I said, nobody believes me until others say it. Jalen Hurts had some eyebrow-raising comments after Monday night's loss to the Seattle Seahawks. He questioned whether or not the team has the commitment, whether we are sufficiently committed. He was asked some follow-up. It starts with me as a leader, LaShawn McCoy. Nobody better on anywhere in television to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles than you. You are the Eagles' all-time leading rusher, drafted to the Philadelphia Eagles, born in Pennsylvania. You still bleed green. You know that organization better than anybody on TV. So you tell me, and I will take your words as serious as possible. <laughs> Is it officially time to worry about Jalen Hurts? Um, I don't want to say worry. Maybe concern. Okay, that a word? that's fair. Well, Joe, I ask you this now that every sports media outlet is now covering issues in the locker room and the Eagles not looking good. I now ask you this, Joe. Are the Eagles in trouble? Well, listen, nothing like a get right game to get everybody on the same page. So <laughs> why not play the high school team, right? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it, 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 everything was going great while they were winning. And a three-game losing streak, and now they're they're thinking about moving on from Jalen Hurts. Like it's it's a what have you done for me lately in the last couple of weeks? Kind of a league. I I get that. He's a really good quarterback, and he's not the problem there at all, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but they do have issues, and they're not as good. And I thought they lost a lot of players from last year, a lot of big-time contributors, offense and defense. And that's why I thought, having looked at what the Giants did in the offseason, I thought the Giants would be in a better position to compete with the Eagles and the Cowboys and couldn't have been more wrong about that. Um, that said, I think the Eagles, as a team, are getting older. Their defensive players, some of their, their better defensive players, are getting older. And the way they've been playing, the way their offense has struggled, and it's been it has been spotty. It's relied on him a lot, and and he's been a little bit banged up, and they haven't been as effective. Mm -hmm. And he's had a lot more pressure on him, so the it seems like the line really hasn't been doing as good a job. Um, letting um, a good lord, what was his name? Uh, Miles. Miles. Oh, oh, um, the running back. Um, yeah, I, excuse my, me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, bringing in DeAndre Swift, he looked good, kind of early, more in the passing game than the running game, and they just haven't adequately replaced Miles Sanders in that backfield. And 
that's been huge. And I, and I think you see a, a little bit of that with the Cowboys too. I think their backfield is, is kind of lacking. You know, when you had the two headed attack with, with Elliot and, and Pollard, that was impressive. Yeah. Pollard is your lead back with the rest of that garbage. Mm, it's not as impressive. So, you know, I, I think both of them have regressed offensively in the last year, but they're still both 10 and three. So, you know, it's not yeah, worse things have happened. <laughs> worst yeah. teams, teams had worse records. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you, I, I mean, it sucks, but like, you know, the Eagles are that good and have been that good for such a yeah. long time now that 10 uh, and three, it's like, mm, what's going on here? Like, nope, that's a good record. That's what you want. But they've been getting better. I would say the last two years, they've been good. But before that, again, even the Giants beat them in 2021. You know, there were there were a lot of growing pains with that team and they built around their quarterback. And that's how they got to where they are today, where they apparently maybe don't want their quarterback. I don't know what the situation is in Philly. It's an odd one. It's it's very similar to the Giants situation with me. It's like you have a quarterback who's, you know, done things for you and you still question their commitment. You question how much they care about the team. I agree with you. I said it earlier, especially in that episode, I cut it out. Switching a lot of pieces in the offseason changes your team. And the Eagles switched a lot of pieces. Defensively, Patricia. Uh, offensively, they got a new offensive coordinator. Uh, um, personnel changed. They lost their safety who went to the Lions, who eventually got hurt, but whatever, he didn't play. But it still affected them defensively. You've seen the Eagles are more vulnerable now defensively. Like The, the Eagles looked strong defensively last year not just in their front, but also in their secondary. This year, they looked weaker. And then you talk about Slay getting the surgery that might have affected things. Uh, we traded them uh, Bradbury. Bradbury hasn't looked great. Bradbury, it looks like the Giants are starting to have one letting him go because he hasn't looked good. I mean, when you compare it, when you look at the situation of the, what the Giants have at corner now, I think the Giants going forward at corner are going to be better because, like you said, the Eagles are getting old. Their defense mm-hmm. is getting old. Their personnel is getting old. I, I'm I'm in personal belief that the Eagles might be in trouble right now. Not maybe against the Giants per se, but going into the stretch as you lead into the playoffs, I, I believe Hurts is hurt. He does. I believe he's not 100. He's trying to play through it. I watched last week the push push that normally comes. You know, they did a whole little wrap around the back and give it to Swift and hand it off to someone else because I don't believe that there's a hundred percent health in Jalen hurts and they don't want to risk it going into the playoffs. And to me as a team, that's blood in the water. If I'm a playoff team and I know that your quarterback is not a hundred percent, especially if you're, you know, you're talking about a team like the 49 is most likely going to lock up the number one seat. So everything is going to have to run through San Francisco. You don't want to be an Eagles team that has to go to San Francisco Especially if you don't get a first round buy, you have to play in a wild card round. You don't want that situation not knowing the status of your quarterback. Especially, like I said, you're getting some good teams at the end of the season. It's not like you can just sit back and rest your guys like you could last year because you had such a lead. You wrapped up the number one seed at this point. You were really good. And the scary part for for the Eagles is if you have to be forced to play in the Giants stadium that last season, Health-wise, that's a scary yeah. thing. It, it, it's not where you want your starters to be, and you don't want to cost yourself a game in the standings. 
So the Eagles are in a very, very tricky position. I, I believe they're in trouble. So that brings us to us Giants-Eagles preview. Joe, what do you got for us? What do you see? Did the Giants stand a chance? Boy, I I I I want to say they have a chance, uh, but that lackluster effort against New Orleans, the inability to run the football at all against New Orleans, who's not the defense that the Eagles are, and even with the Eagles having the issues that they have, this just seems like, you know, is it likely they're going to lose a fourth game in a row? You, uh, you know. Unless the refs have something to do with it. <laughs> well, and I and I'm sure they will. Uh, you know, I think what what are the Eagles are like eleven point favorites in this game? Something like that. Yeah, 11 yeah. Or something. Ridiculous. So that said, it'll probably be like a two touchdown game. So the referees will have to figure out how to keep it close, like a. Thirty-one to fourteen or thirty-one to sixteen, something like that. Like the Bills, the Giants will game? lose. Yeah, this will be this will be a, a a tough day for Tommy DeVito. He'll he'll be <sighs> under constant pressure. So I don't know. I I want them to win out these three and have a shot at the postseason. I really do, but this doesn't feel like. Um. I've seen them. I've seen them at the link twice. I've been there in person. Just and it's, crazy talk. That's just wild yeah, that you would put yourself in that type of environment. Twice. Been there yeah. twice. And both times the Giants did not. I mean, they don't play well in Philadelphia at all. And so that also doesn't inspire the kind of hope I'm looking for a Christmas miracle, if you will. <laughs> I apologize. I'm in a lot of pain right now because the bills are sinking me. Not only are they 12 and a half favorites, it's going into the second quarter, zero to three chargers. So yeah, your whole talk about the referees affecting the game is really starting to get to me right yeah. now. This is, this it, is, it, it feels, I'm telling you, every week I'm like, come on, this this can't be I can't be this wrong all the time without some sort of interference. But the Bills and Chargers is a, a reason why I bring this up. Such a high spread, 12 and a half. Eagles, Giants, very similar spread. The Eagles are very similar to a Bills. They've dropped games that you should win. They've lost to the Jets, we've seen. I mentioned earlier the, the earlier in their schedule they should have lost a ton of games that they pulled out and won at the end. And to me, I'm starting to think the Eagles, the Bills, Miami, these guys are pretenders. The Cowboys, these are pretenders who can only get up for the little games and then get lucky in the big games. It just seems like it, 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 to me that's what it feels like. Like the Chiefs, they got. They're not pretenders because they have the referees. You know, they got Pat Mahomes. He's the face of the NFL. Things just happen to bounce a little better their way, if you get what I mean. So I don't I don't put them in that list, but it's starting to feel like it's the Chiefs, the 49ers, and a bunch of guys who think they're going to contend for something, who think they're going to make a run. Just look at the NFC playoffs. Most of that wild card are teams that are going to win eight games, nine games, maybe in an 18 game season of oh, a 17 game season now, you know, yeah. 
you're barely winning half your games and making the playoffs. It's showing you that there are a ton of pretenders. And the only reason that there's so much disparity is because the teams at the top, they're not doing what they're supposed to do neither. They're losing to teams they shouldn't be losing to. Yeah, there was a ton of college football on today, and it was <laughs> all the six and six teams. Like, I don't want to watch mediocre football games. Like the, not- the NFC playoffs will be that. The, the winner yeah. of the South will be it by default. Because, you know, someone had to win. It's not like any team in that division is good or want to make any noise. It's by default. Whoever wins is going to win. And we're seeing that in a lot of leagues. Tennessee, a couple of years ago, we thought they were going to eventually win a championship. You know, King Henry and everybody was drafting this guy. Another team that went from possible contender to just another pretender. That's, That's really what we're seeing in the league. And it brings up that Tom Brady statement about teams being very mediocre, being very average. And again, I'm taking the Giants on Christmas. This is the craziest thing ever. I just feel like with all the noise going on and and all this going on with the Eagles, the Eagles are going to either be super motivated and focused or super distracted and do everything wrong to give the Giants a chance to win this game. I'd like that so much, yeah. And and I I would love it too. I'd love to see the receivers arguing on the sideline because there's only one ball, but they both want the ball in the same play. Uh, I would love to see Hurts, you know, complaining about injuries and all. I would love to see it. Obviously, it's, it's not going to happen. But I'm I'm running with the Giants on faith, and that the fact that there is cracks in the Eagles, and I think the Giants will be able to exploit those cracks. I think if I honestly start to think Dable will start to see better coaching from him. My biggest problem with Dable is I don't think he understands football moments. What I mean by moments, last week in the game, the Giants were down seven to three. And I thought there was a moment I'm like, all right, David, well, you got to go for it here. Get this team some confidence. Keep them on, you know, it, it you know, because it, it, you have to be able to feel these moments. In my mind, it was, yeah, you go for it on fourth down here. If you don't get it because your kicker's hurt, you're using your punt or whatever, go, go if you don't get it, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But you have, you're going to lose regardless. But you have to feel when that moment is approaching, when that moment where maybe, hey, we get the first down. Now it swings momentum, and instead of it being a 7-3 game that turns to 14-3 and then continue to snowball from there, it's 10-7. It's, you know, 6-7. Now you're not so far out. I just feel like he sometimes gets yellow-bellied. I don't know how to put it. I mean, this the first year, he took risk. He took shots. We won our first game because he took a risk. Going before it on, uh, you know, the two-point conversion, to hell with it. That's the type of Dable the Giants need tomorrow. If that Dable shows up and he's airing it out and he's opening up the playbook and he's making calls like he was against the Cardinals because we know he was calling the plays there. I can't tell you every game if he was calling the plays, but I can tell you 100% sure that man was reading his Cheesecake Factory menu and he was giving out all the plays that he could give out. I'm sorry if Cheesecake Factory offends all you girls who won't go there on your first date, but he had a Cheesecake Factory menu and – he was putting those plays, and Daniel Jones was looking electric. It was another thing that really bugged me because I feel like he should have continued doing that because yeah, we'd be so different. I, I'm one of the people that believe that Daniel Jones was here for the Bills game and healthy. The Giants, you know, that's when that could have kept going. You ask him to come back in a game where motions were high, 
Raiders just fired their coach. Antonio Pierce is playing his home, t- you know, his his team that drafted him. He wants to. It was just too much going on for Daniel Jones to come back, and then you expect him to go out there and be twenty, you know, 24, 27, 250 yards and, and three touchdowns. It was never, you know, <laughs> that was never yeah. going to happen. It, it, especially, you know, he missed a couple of games. He was going to be off rhythm. You knew that was going to be the case, and yet Giants fans on Twitter in the world will continue to use that as his measurement for how he was this season or continue to use that. He can't add stats to his season to compare him to Tommy DeVito, who's continuing to play and add stats, which doesn't make sense to me how you can do that. But anyway, I do think the giants have a chance. I think there's cracks in the Eagles. I think the Eagles haven't been a solid team all year. I, I, I honestly, I'm telling you, this is a first round knock. We might have this to come be- back. This would be great if the, if the Giants could pull this off. I mean that that definitely would be the uh, the beginning of the end for the Eagles. Oh, of course it would be because again you're talking about now you have to win it, your next game next week and then you have to go to MetLife Stadium. You have to play everybody. You have to pray everybody stays healthy. It, it, it's a tall task. The Eagles have to win, and that's what I'm saying. The pressure is all on the Eagles here. This is yeah. why I'm rolling with the Giants. There's no pressure for the Giants. The Giants lose, oh, well, we get the sixth pick, whatever. We was going, you know, down that path anyway. You know, there's no pressure. The Eagles have all the yeah. pressure. If I heard Dable say we're going to we're gonna ball out this week, <laughs> I would be like Giants because I, I do. I just – he, he's guy. so conservative in the way he plays. And, you know, this offense – there, there's a reason the numbers are as putrid as they are. And he's again, if you, if you really want to win some football games, if you're literally thinking like, I want to try to make the playoffs and you're going to go out and try to win these games. The only way this is going to happen is if they light it up and they, and they throw the football down the football field. And I want to believe he understands that. I want to believe he's going to do it. But this team seems to have their number. And as poor as they've been playing, I I, I mean, again, a Giants loss on top of the way they've been playing, you could bury the Eagles at this point. And I think most Eagles fans would recognize that, which would give me pleasure. It would be a perfect gift. Being a dad who doesn't get nothing on Christmas because that's just dad things at this point. I would love nothing more to be sitting at home, have nothing to do, and know that the Eagles lost. That's all I need. I don't need nothing more. I don't need them to win the second game after that. I just need them to lose that game and know that their season is basically essentially over at that point. Because, again, you're not going to lose to the Giants and then just think, okay, well, well, the next two games we'll pull it all together and just go on a run. No, your team has issues. (laughs) If you lose to the Giants, you have issues. That you need to address, whether it's locker room, whether it's leadership, personnel, uh, coaching, whatever it be, you need to address it and you have issues. And again, I would love nothing more to watch Nick Sirianni in just agony and anger on the sidelines on Monday because I hate Nick Sirianni. He's the worst coach coach in football and he deserves nothing more for Christmas than a big fat L under his Christmas tree. Nothing. By the way. A 4.30 start on ABC, which is great, because that's when people will be leaving my house. Which is, yeah, I know, right? One o'clock would have been just terrible. That's yeah. when you're like, my kids are like, oh, let's go open gifts. 
It's also I, my daughter's birthday, so we do Christmas first, and then there there's a whole spinoff where it's a birthday party too. I got yeah, January second, four thirty though. That's that'll work for me. I got a birthday on January second. I got a little break in between. I got I lucked up. <laughs> I get to get drunk on New Year's and then do a, a kid party and sip some apple juice on the next day. So nice. it works. You know, it works for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, again. We're all, I'm, I'm going Giants. You, I guess, or I again, I'm sorry, but when they go to the link, and 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 I mean, twice I've been there, and it's been two of the worst performances in Giants football history. The first one was uh, when Victor Cruz got his knee blown out, and the second one was four years later where they literally matched the offensive output, it was pathetic. So they don't play well there. I, I, I'm just if they were coming off another another good game against New Orleans, I might I might go differently here. But I've got low expectations for Christmas. <laughs> oh boy! Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Joe's taking the Eagles, but that'll do it for us today on this edition of Joe and About the G Men. I'm Isaiah Groves. That's Joe Aguirre. Sean will be back with us. Next week, as we switch things to a Thursday night, going from our traditional Saturday, two more weeks left in the season, and then we'll see where things go from there. But like I said, I'm Isaiah Groves. That's Joe Aguirre. This is Joe about the GM. See ya.